0: You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 192, Pause to Pivot with Heather Fujikawa. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Thanks for listening today. I'm going to take you on a ride to the twilight zone. We're going back to the very first episode that has ever aired um, with about progress. And it was also my very first interview with my dear friend, Heather Fujikawa. Heather Fujikawa is a designer, an interior designer and a writer. You might know her now from a TV show she does with her twin sister, Heidi. It's called Design Twins, and it's so fun to watch. And they've also come out with a new book that Heather actually previewed in this episode, meaning she brought up how they were writing something, and that's what they were writing. So what I want you to know about Heather is that she is very creative, very successful, but very knowledgeable of knowing that in order to get to that point, you have to take breaks. Heather was forced into those breaks several times with some health problems, infertility, Um, and in those forced breaks, she learned the importance of pausing and how pausing gives you that space you need to know what's right to do next, which often involves pivoting, switching directions, doing something new. In her own breaks, Heather learned Uh, when to say no to really big opportunities, when to go a totally new direction, when to slow down and just be focused on her family. Heather's life has taken many twists and turns, and I know this is because she has allowed herself to take those these pauses, which guided her to know what to do next. I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes story here. Before we recorded, Heather and I were both so nervous. This was our first time. Remember, this is an encore episode because this month I'm taking a break from airing new episodes, but I'm sharing with you some of my favorite ones over the many, the many, many episodes we've aired here. And uh, the first time we sat down, she asked, Monty, can we say a prayer? That moment right there exemplifies who Heather is. Kind, caring, introspective, and willing to take a deep breath before doing something that's hard or scary. I know you're going to love hearing this Encore episode from Heather. I've also linked to everything about her from her Instagram to her website where you can get new products that are beautifully made and her book as well as her reality TV show with her sister called Design Twins.
1: Well, I am in my thirties, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And um, I I am um, a mother. I'm currently pregnant with twin boys and I have one other little boy and he's a toddler and they're, he's just they're my life's work and I'm married to Tyson in Puchikawa and we live in Dallas and I love to be a mom and I love to also follow my passions and try to use my talents and I really, really love work. I would say that Mm -hmm. using my passions and talents towards a job or some type of career opportunity is how
0: I enjoy um, using my time and when I have that, some extra. So that's just a little bit about me. That's perfect. It's kind of hard to sum up your whole life in about 30 seconds, but (laughs) it's true. (laughs) You did a good job there. You know, one thing that's always fun to mention about you two is you are a twin and your husband is a triplet, and I yes. just love that fact, and um, everybody knows both of you, it seems like, anywhere we go over the world, someone knows you or Tyson, which is really fun, oh, goodness. That's so, so Heather, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, because you are one of the most hard working, creative, inventive, progressive, like, women I know, you're always working on something, and you're, and you have this brain. That never stops, but you are so (laughs) balanced. Like you, you know what matters to you and you keep that perspective to like anchor you. And what I want to talk about the last 10 years, I would call you an entrepreneur. You have done so many different jobs and you are, like you said, you, you have like a career mind in, in terms of you're always working on something. So tell us some of the things you have done the past 10 years, what jobs or careers you've pursued.
1: Well, thank you so much for your sweet compliments. I don't know if I'm (laughs) deserving of those, but you are are so, so sweet. So, um, well, I, I guess I like to go through my life and when I get inspired by something, I kind of pick it up and I do something with it with work or with a Mm -hmm. career move. And so I remember when I first got married, we moved to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and I got super inspired by fashion and jewelry that was around me. And so I just, just delved into the fashion and jewelry world, and I started the hair accessory business with my twin sister, mm-hmm. and that was so fun, and we called it True Birds, and we just, I don't know, we we just were so excited about it, and because we were in LA, we had some great opportunities with some celebrities and some magazines to pick it up really right before it even was sold online or to boutiques.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: we had this really great buzz about it that just gave it some instant success and we got really um fortunate to be able to get it in some Nordstrom stores, T J Maxx, on mm-hmm. some boutiques like on Fifth Avenue in New York City, all these fun things that we were yeah. just kind of shocked in and and it was so fun. Um, yeah. but it it was so random at the same time mm-hmm. and that we were like doing jewelry. I mean I've always loved fashion and jewelry, but my 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 total passions like in writing and design and things of that nature. So um, we actually, I moved to Italy with my husband for a couple years, and it really hindered the fashion and jewelry business because I was so far away from mm. my contacts at Nordstrom and TJ Maxx, and I continued with it for about the first year, but then I eventually had to cut it off because I couldn't continue to go back to the USA yeah. to be able to fulfill orders and things. And so that's when I had all this time in Italy, and I was walking around by myself, and. Um, just during the day and enjoying the sights. And that's when I got really inspired to to write. And mm-hmm. I did some blogging, and I came up with an idea with my twin sister about writing a children's book. And we then, then my writing career started, mm-hmm. where I started delving into that. And we decided to write a children's book. This is with my twin sister, who I did the jewelry and fashion with. Mm-hmm. And it's called Fairy Birds, and it teaches children where fairy godmothers um, come from or it teaches price like attributes and so we kind of did that and so I mean we just kind of went from one random thing to the other but it was so fun and we were able to um, have success with both the businesses.
0: You were talking about how you get inspired by the things around you and that turns into a passion business almost like a you know hyphenated passion business um, and I was wanting to ask you were were these things that just came to your head and you just went for it like the next day, like full throttle, oh, let's do everything right away. Or did you have to like slowly build up to it step by step in a methodical way in order to become a realized business?
1: I would definitely say I'm on the methodical end, very much so. I'm very cautious about what I start doing because I know that I put so much heart and time Um, and sacrifice into it and so I have to feel like okay this is a good decision in my life this is good timing and I can go for this um so it's very interesting because with our jewelry and fashion and we actually it was going so well with our true birth line that when we met with Nordstrom they were like hey hey girls because my twin sister I'm referring to with the girls um Uh, do you, how about you start a clothing line under true birds? We want to sell your clothing, um, as well as accessories. And we looked at each other. We're like, Oh, okay. We hadn't even thought about it, you know? And so, and then just around that same time, like a week or two later, we actually had some, um, like MTV contacted us for some reason. They found us like at some event and they wanted to meet with us and talk about some potential TV opportunities, as because we were twin designers in LA and it was a very, um, and we were in our 20s, it was just a fun story mm-hmm. for, for them. And so we started having all these things coming at us that we were like, this is so cool. Oh, we could do this. Oh, let's do that. And so my twin sister and I, we had to really step back. And think what are we going to do because we can't just jump at everything because then we're just going to be lost and we're not going to have any direction. And so that's yeah. where we had to be really methodical. So we're very um, like prayerful in our decisions because I, for me in my life, that's how I feel like confident to be able to move forward with things.
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: so we were very prayerful as to what to do the jewelry, the fashion, the TV opportunities and we decided um, that after praying about it we had this idea to write this children's book as I referred to which was very birds, and it was to choose Christ-like attributes so it was literally to stop all of the other glam and glitter and LA happiness and to Mm -hmm. go for this more subtle approach that um, potentially could help influence children and so we had to be methodical to be able to um, accept that as that a possibility to change get a direction. And yeah. then at, at that point, we also had to be methodical to decide, how are we going to write a children's book,
0: publish mm. it, and get yes. it out there?
1: Because that was, oh that was a really big mountain to climb, but yeah. it was actually a fun challenge. And so with the methodical, we couldn't just like write a book and throw it out there we really had to take things step-by-step, step, do research, and it took about a year and a half to develop, create the mm-hmm. brands, create the marketing before we even launched that book. And so, I. but at the same time, we had some really great success with it. We were able to get it on the cover of Scholastic Books. We were in Costco and some great like magazines, like parents' magazines were writing articles about it, and we felt like it was being um, something that people were picking up and hopefully helping their families learn how to how to have these great traits in their home. And so at uh, the only. You know what? That. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're supposed to be. I was just going to say the only way that we could have achieved success, I feel like, is to be methodical. But that's mm-hmm. also my personality. So I'm sure there's some great stories out there where they just went for it overnight and they haven't had a success. But for me. No, I'm and, glad you cleared that up. Yeah.
0: From the outside looking in, it just looks like one day, all of a sudden, Heather and Heidi have like a a fashion empire and the next day you have an amazing Uh book out you know we don't see the behind the scenes just how thoughtful you are about it and we also don't see what you turned down I mean you could have gone full throttle on all that Hollywood kind of business you were saying and it's so amazing to me that you gave that up because you were thoughtful and prayerful about where your priorities were and where you wanted them to be and I feel like that is what kind of made the difference. Do you think that is? Definitely. Yeah. And then it
1: not only made the difference, but it gave us confidence each day to like be working on it, especially for my twin sister, Mm -hmm. Heidi, because she was a mother. I wasn't a mom at the time, but when I feel like when you're taking care of children, you take things that you do outside of raising your children very seriously because you really don't have very much time. Mm -hmm. So she really had to feel good about what she was doing and that it was the right direction. Um, and the other one was so fun and it could have continued to be fun and successful, yeah. I think. But, um, but at the end of the day, looking back, I just really, I hope in my life that I can look back and just hope that I'm trying to go on the, the path that, um, check in with prayer and go on the path that's the best and that I can hope to do as much potential good, you know, um, mm-hmm. as possible or or things I need to learn or just talents I need to develop, you know, so yeah
0: you know I'm just thinking about how that ties into you know I I'm all about trying to figure out how to balance it out as perfectionism is a big part of what I'm thinking about a lot lately and I've been wondering about entrepreneurs and when you're going for something I mean you kind of have to give it your all right like is that something you had an experience with that you're up all night? You're thinking about all day. Are you, you know, or how did you find the balance with maintaining the, the drive, but not burning yourself out?
1: Well, I did burn myself out when I was younger in my early twenties. And so I learned from that because I was with the startup business. It was a wonderful opportunity um, to do, I did some public relations and marketing and design for this business. And I just got burned out because I was so excited to start my career and go in full throttle. And so I would stay up, you know, like throughout the night I would work all the time. It was always on my mind. I would sacrifice hanging with friends and lots of other things. Um, And I got burned out and I got sick and. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I definitely like burnt my wick out of my candle Mm -hmm. and I just, I it it definitely taught me to slow down on these other projects that I started later on um in the most recent probably five five ish years. Um but yeah I actually um got a thyroid disease called Graves disease. I had a little bit Mm -hmm. of thyroid cancer. Um and I just like totally thyroid cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, really, it was so little. That I, I, I had it. That's but a big I didn't deal. Through, I, I know, but I didn't have to go through chemotherapy and, I see and you mean, these okay. amazing things that these people do. And so mm-hmm. I just applaud them and I, I feel like I got really lucky. Um,
0: so that so, was another one of those, um, not a wall, but like kind of a, a hard uh, reminder. Hey, yes. you got to figure this out and, yeah. and take care of yourself. Like an aha moment. Um
1: And so that really taught me to slow down and that you can still do things and you can still follow your passions, but it doesn't need to occupy your every minute and your time and that you can live in the present and not always be living for work and in the future. Um, But that is something I had to learn the hard way,
0: (laughs) but I'm so grateful I learned Mm -hmm. it. It's helped me. So that's really applicable. Um, you know, no matter where you are in your life, whether you have children or don't have children, and marry, not marry, just the, being present and active in your own life, but still having passions that, like, kind of drive you and push you, but don't, you know, become an obsession, an unhealthy obsession. That's really applicable to everyone, I think. That's
1: true. That's true. I mean, I still have a long way to go with it, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we all do, but just the fact that you think about it. I feel like sh- shows exactly where you are in that regard. And I wanted to ask because you, you talked about a couple, you know you've had to, ha- had a couple um, setbacks that taught you to to balance your life. How, were there other obstacles that you faced that shaped your view of yourself and your pursuits and and just how to be kind to yourself while still pursuing passions?
1: Yes, we also struggled, I say we, as in my husband and I, we also struggled with infertility for six years. Now, the thyroid um, issues, the health trials with those were embedded within those six years, but we were um, on the path of, you know, trying to figure out how we could be able to bring have children um, mm-hmm. because we were having infertility struggles so That was definitely something that taught me another thing to slow down. And I have, you know, with this perfectionism thing that you've brought up that we all struggle with in some way or another, um, the perfectionism that I didn't have this perfect body and this perfect plan of, you know, getting married. And two years later I would start having children. And then we'd have all of our kids with all of our friends from college and everywhere else, you know, and, and be Mm -hmm. on the same path and to be, have to realize that we all have our own past and that we all um, have to have things in our own time, even if it's not the time we want.
0: You know, I often speak about how women must do habits differently. And one of the biggest reasons why is simply biology. In other words, hormones. Our hormones are a real factor to how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. And they constantly change day to day and year to year as we age. My friends warned me that the hormone roller coaster gets harder as we get older, and they were right. From worse PMS to more aggravating period symptoms to all the things that come with perimenopause and menopause. If you're wanting help with that hormone roller coaster, I want you to check out today's sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and their supplement, Hormone Harmony, a bottle of which is sold every 24 seconds with over 17,000 reviews. Hormone Harmony contains science backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And here's the beauty about adaptogens they help the body adapt to any stressors, like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible perimenopause and menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas and so much more. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. If you want to feel more like yourself, make sure you go to Happy Mammoth and find Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code PROGRESS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PROGRESS for 15% off today
1: want them to happen and so that was like so hard it definitely was the hardest trial that we've gone through is Mm -hmm. um is through infertility and I just I think it really did help with my perfectionism to realize that I just you can't control things and also to turn to God again um I feel like that's a redundant thing for me is to turn to him and he gives me strength and gives me direction on how I can get through trials and things in my life and and then also it just taught me again to have balance because I had to slow down and I had to slow my mind down and physically and mentally and try to get to a Zen moment for me to try all these infertility treatments that we have to do to get our, our children here. So that's definitely yeah. been an obstacle. Um, well, Six years is a very long time. It, you know, it was, it was a really long time. Um, but I just, it's one of those cheesy things when you look back. You're like, I would never trade it for anything, mm-hmm. because I learned so much. No, never. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about myself. I feel like I'm a better mom than I would have been mm-hmm. um, had I had kids earlier. Because I just, I'm so much more engaged and just like I was just wanting these children. And so for me, it doesn't make me a better mom than anyone else. Just a better mom than I would have been personally. Yeah. Um, and so it just has so many pros to to it as well. And I've learned so many things. So I hope that I can keep those things and not forget them and have to learn them again. But, you know,
0: (laughs) yeah, I hope you don't have to learn them again. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) those are some really hard lessons. And I just I'm even thinking about just the the stress in your body that takes and all the infertility treatments. I'm amazed that you went through all of it with so much grace that you did. But I I like what you said about it, though. I think that was a conscious choice of you for you to, to go through that and still maintain a happy perspective of it. Like, I'm sure you had your dark days and your hard moments and, you know, I'm sure you dealt with some jealousy and sadness and anger and all that. But I feel like you were still, you still decided like, you know what, I'm not going to let this make me a bitter, angry, sad, depressed person, even if I feel all those things at times. At least from the outside, that's what it, it looked like, you know, as a friend. I think, well, and that's so nice.
1: I'm so glad that that appeared that way <laughs> because I would hope to, I hope to find joy in every present day. That is a goal of mine. And so even though my most dearest desire was to have children all through those years, I, you know, you have to look for the little things and the silver linings and realize that you're so blessed in so many other ways. Um, and I'm just so grateful that, you know, I could be a parent now and I'm so grateful that for the passions that I've had, that I've had the different career opportunities because it's really kept me engaged and involved. And I think the best thing you can do when you're having struggles is to get outside yourself and, you know, start working on a hobby or serve others or find new interests.
0: And so those things Mm -hmm. definitely helped to. So having those passions that fulfill you enabled you to move through that darkness. Totally. Totally. Yeah,
1: because there were definitely dark, dark times. So I could have potentially gone crazy at points, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's not all like happy and flowers and daisies and everything, you know? Um, but I am so grateful to have a great, supportive husband that we could get through it together and to have, you know, prayer to turn towards.
0: Well, and I'm thinking about what you said about that, that particular trial and your other health and um, issues that you had, how it made you dial down on the perfectionism
1: that you oh, were. yeah.
0: So were you a perfectionist growing up? Um, pretty much. Um, perfectionists feel like free spirit. I don't really know how those
1: combined, but they did in my yeah. world. And I mean, I don't, I am like, I could live on the beach on the, in a tent and I could mm-hmm. have no shoes on for the rest of my life. I'm kind of a hippie, but then I'm also, you know, I like things to be planned and put together and, and those things. So um, the perfectionism did have to step away because you can't control things. I mean, I'm currently pregnant with twins and I can't have everything perfectly ready for them or yeah. for myself or for my family. I just have to go with the flow and listen to my body is my first thing every day yeah. and listen to my body and take care of these two babies growing inside. And I just have to, you know, I like maybe I had... Um, I got a lot of work done today, but my house is really, really not clean. And so the days that it is clean, I'm not not really working. And so there's a give and a take, you know, but people don't see the non-clean house, especially when you post a picture of your house super clean on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like I say, because I was talking about doing a design thing. Um, And so, and it's not to be fake, it's just like the reality of, um, you know, give and take. You can't, you can't do it all, and that's something so, I've learned.
0: <laughs> so, like, the way for you to um, get away from those perfectionist voices is to, I mean, you've had those experiences, hard-earned, that taught you how to recenter, but just even day-to-day, you, it seems like you're just saying, this thing needs my focus today, and tomorrow I'll focus on that, and that means this has to go, and then tomorrow that I? other thing will go. Yes.
1: I think it's like juggling the balls and then every every ball gets a, a good moment, you know, to be helped. And then something else might slip for a bit, bit.
0: So tell me about what what is something like a good daily habit that you usually have that to work on your passion projects? Like something like, do you wake up early? Is there a certain time you work? Is there like a notebook you always have on hand? Like what's some day-to-day habits that you have in your arsenal that helps you continue to progress towards your passion projects
1: I I'm not I don't have a ton um but I feel like I'm pretty persistent and so I guess that helps um but I wake up early at least the last few months I wake up early to work um and then I feel like I got something done during the day and then if nothing else happens I'm like that's okay. I had a lot of things crossed off that list this morning, off my to-do yeah. list, and so I think waking up early helps me feel um, so like I'm progressing towards some career goals. Um, what else? I always have a list. I'm a list person, so mm-hmm. I am always categorizing things and try, trying to prioritize things and list them down on a piece of paper and or like a little notepad, notepad on my on my phone. So that really helps me to kind of keep things in check. Um, but I would say those two things are my main. And then having conference calls with my with my business partner, yeah. um, which it turns into like checking in on the day and it's like light and happy. And then we'll talk about things we need to as well. So it has some good balance to it. But yeah. So it's a good support like, system. It is a good support system. Yeah. So but I've heard so many great. Um, I'm excited to hear this answered by so many of your other podcasts because I've heard so many great answers I want to put into my life that sound way more organized
0: and persistent than mine. So well, I want to learn too. Yeah. I think the, yeah. perf- the old perfectionist Monica was doing everything anybody ever said to do all at the same mm-hmm. time yeah and you we go went through roller coasters of being like totally apathetic about everything too, as a pendulum swing of trying to be more balanced, and now I'm trying to find my middle ground, so I like how you said you only had a couple of things, you know, and I think that's more what stuck out to me is okay, you only need to choose you know two things that really keep you driven, but centered and like moving forward, but it doesn't have to be an arsenal of like 30 rigid habits that you are doing. Checklist. (laughs) I love that. That actually helps me. Okay. Um, I want to know what you are working on right now, because I know you and you've got something up your sleeve (laughs) at all times. You're thinking about something at least. Um, so what are you working on right now?
1: Um, so throughout all these different things I've done for my career, these random companies that I've had, I, Mm -hmm. I've always had a passion for design, interior design, and it's just always been my happy place. But I've also just helped friends along the way and done some projects and some writing and styling for some magazines, um, the last, since about 2013. And so, but it's always just been on the side and something I've kept private and so yeah. I just felt like um, I live here in Dallas, in Texas, and I love it here, but I also love to like bloom where I'm planted and have something that I'm doing on this side that would make me feel like I'm using my like, creative juices, um, yeah. especially with our book on hold right now, with our children's book on hold. And mm-hmm. so I'm starting to do interior design and some styling and with my twin sister business partner, Heidi, we're doing, selling some shop items like home accessories that, um, oh, really? one of our, yeah, one of our favorite things to do has been to source, um, like our jewelry and our fashion and our manufacturers for our books across the world. We love working with global trades. And so we found some really fun products out of Africa and Vietnam and um, Turkey to sell some fine and organic global items that you can decorate your home with. So, oh, I love that. Oh, thanks. Um, so we're just going to do that and sell it. And your, your questions about perfectionism, um, are so perfect for this because I am not being perfect about this business. I'm just getting it out there. And I'm like, you know, there might be a couple of fuzzy images on the website that won't be changed for a while or who knows what, I'm just not being as checked off as I usually am on a launch, but I'm getting it done and I'm just throwing it out there. And so I, I will say like, you don't have to have everything perfect. At least I'm telling myself this right now and I really don't care. <laughs> so, I mean, good. if you have enough out there, I think you're good. So, um, so yeah, we're starting to do that and, and it's, we'll see how it goes, but I think it'll just be fun to have a creative outlet again while I'm, I'm navigating this new mama hood that I'm in. So yeah. be you know, this has just always been like a passion and a hobby is mm-hmm. doing design. And so I actually just want to keep it like that, but also have it a little bit more formal, formalized and um, out there for um for potential clients. And so I actually would say that I'm not focusing on this becoming a huge interior design firm and a huge yeah. um site that we're selling our these products to T J Max and Nordstrom and things like that. Um because they I really want to continue long term with my writing and doing mm. books, so that's okay. really something that I feel like is the long term project and my side hobby that I'm getting my creative outlet through, I feel like will be this um,
0: just this design and keeping it light and happy and And I can vouch Um, that your, your interior design is amazing. I love it. I've loved visiting you everywhere you've lived the last 10 years and you have a a gift for it, but you know, a hard one too. So I'm excited to see where that takes you. Where, where can people find you for that? Um, just my name is Heather Fujikawa. It's just
1: going to be that account is Heather Fujikawa. I may change it to Heather Fujikawa design, but. There's not, and, yeah, right. <laughs> There's not very many Heather Fujikawa's on Instagram. Yeah, you're right. There's not very many Heather Fujikawa's, so I think I'll come up.
0: <laughs> so they can check you out on Instagram and then um, soon to be a website for that, or did you already start that? Yeah, as the well? website. Yeah, the website will
1: be launching
0: by the time this podcast is broadcast, I'm sure it's launching in the next couple of days. And it's oh, uh, it'll be heatherfujikawa.com. Wonderful. Okay, I will include that in the show notes too, so people can link from there. That's so great, Heather. I can't wait to see it. Oh, Um, thanks. So I have just a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um, What have you learned about yourself the past 10 years? I have learned that I like to be involved in a lot
1: of different things. Because I haven't just, just like, stayed with one thing. And uh, Heidi and my business partner and I, we just laugh at ourselves because we're like, had we only just stayed with jewelry, I mean, it would have been going amazing by now it was going great yeah. and successful but we're like if we just stuck with it can you imagine now with instagram yeah. and things like that and so i i have learned that i like to change things and i i kind of like get frustrated with myself i'm like oh i should just stick to it but at the same time maybe i just get bored <laughs> and yeah. so um and so and or maybe okay. i'm just waiting yeah waiting to find that one thing that i'm going to stick with for a long time which i do think is my writing um because we have maybe I'll uncover one other secret that my so Heidi and I have been working on another book that will launch next year that we've been working on for like over a year. And, and that's outside of the two birds. Or I'm sorry, that, the fairy birds, right? That's outside. It's actually an adult book that is oh, um wonderful. it talks a lot about just living joyfully. And oh, yes.
0: Oh yes. Oh so, yeah, I
1: think I mentioned that to you um a while yeah. ago. So so it'll be great.
0: And so I do love the writing part.
1: And so we'll I see how that, that, how that goes. But
0: yeah, it's so good. learned it's okay to be a woman of many hats. I, I hope so. I think I'll find something eventually. And if I don't, then I'm going to have fun, you know, going down the buffet table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <and> everything. <laughs> Why not? So. I just love talking to you. And I know everybody oh. who knows you, like to know Heather, Is to love Heather. You just—you're so so talented, you're so strong, and Mm. you work (laughs) so hard. But you, like, you are genuinely good, and you care about others, and it it shows through everything you do. So I just want you to know that, and you don't have to respond. But no, you're so I'm so glad you did this. Sounds like Monica to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this, and we'll have um, our listeners check out your website and uh, your Instagram and those are both Heather, Heather Fujikawa and Heather let's spell <laughs> the last name for them just in case they're okay. <laughs> wondering it can is you spell muscle. that it's S-U-J-I-K-A-W-A so love that yeah. and you definitely need to check her out well thanks so much Heather thank you I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow let's take your learning to the next level print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here and remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old.